Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Late Night Date Night, the podcast where once a week we get together and force each other to talk. Uh, for the people out there not watching the show live, we're both at gunpoint. Um, please send help. Uh, basically, the, the synopsis behind the show is uh, we both bring a topic to the table that we haven't previously talked about, uh, so the conversation is always super fresh. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's pretty much the whole the whole shebang. Uh, I guess we'll jump straight into it. I'm going first this week. We we switch back and forth for those not watching or or jumping in for the first time. We switch back and forth. So Elise went first last time, so I'll go first this time. All right, so. I know I say we don't typically talk about it beforehand, but this is something we've definitely talked about before. Okay. I want to talk about uh, the queer community and straight people. Okay. And how there's different rules, it seems, that applies to um, the intrusiveness of straight people upon the queer community. Yeah. So, like, for example... Um, like a normal topic of conversation with my straight friends, I like don't typically ask them like about their sex life or (laughs) I don't ask them like, well, who's the, who's like the dominant one? Uh, I guess that could be because we're also so built up for, like we already, the society knows that like there's these gender roles, and I think we all kind of adhere to that in, in a certain way, like like mentally at least, we adhere to that like when we assume things about people. Yeah. But yeah, I just, like, so first let's talk about some of the intrusive things that people feel like they could ask you. Um, I've got an array of different questions myself, uh, including, um, yeah, like, who's the man in the relationship, or who wears the pants, just like a couple different forms of asking the same question. Who's the boss? Things like that. Uh, my answer to those types of questions is always kind of like, I kind of I I mean the whole man thing in the relationship kind of defeats the point. So you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> but also I think the boss role kind of switches. I mean, as human nature does. I think yeah. even in like heterosexual relationships. No, I think that's that definitely true. So are, I think it's weird that they're that's such a common question yeah like because i think a a good relationship gay straight otherwise yeah um it should be a partnership an equal partnership there shouldn't be one very dominant like you don't want to you know drown your partner in in your vast ocean of yourself no exactly yeah and i think there's going to be a shift in in power depending on life circumstances and different factors. And, and I think that's part of that relationship is, you know, if um, if I need you to take charge because I'm feeling like I can't handle things right now, I think you fit that role uh, very well. And then vice versa, hopefully you can trust that I will manage what when about, you need so, it. So let's say outside of the relationship, like there's certain questions people ask gay people that you don't ask like other people. Yeah, like... How does your family accept your relationship choices? Yeah, could you imagine if we were just going <laughs> up like, so, got a new girlfriend, I see, uh, 
Did your family like her at all? Or, like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I guess I can understand asking, like, does your family like your partner? I get that. Yeah, but it's... But it's not, it's not about that question. Your it's, it's, it's your... like, are they okay with you that you're dating someone? Yeah. That happens to be of the same... Yeah. You know? If they were just to ask, like, oh, does your family like your fiancé? Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's, like, a common question. Yeah. But it's more like, how does your family feel about your lifestyle choices? <laughs> well, and then so just, I think a lot of it comes from, from ignorance too. Like, but I also, this is the same advice I'd give to anyone about any question. Uh-huh. It's 2020. We have Google. Like some of, like I know a lot of it's because people are curious because the information isn't like just given to them. Yeah. But like just as easily as you could ask your gay friend certain questions about their lives or their lifestyles, um, you could also just Google that. And it's probably going to give you the same answer. Yeah. I mean, so I've had, like, an endearing conversation with two guy friends that were... That they're st- still good friends of mine. Well, one of them, for sure. Um, and he's sweet. Um, but he he was trying to tread lightly, so he was like... Well, you know, at least when I met you, first of all, I didn't know you were gay, and um, but then when I found out you were gay, I automatically assumed that whoever you were dating must look like probably butch or like maybe like less attractive or something like that. And then when I met your partner, I was like, oh no, they're both very pretty like girls that look like girls, and it like kind of mind boggled them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's it's sweet that he was very honest about that experience for himself. But also, like, what a stereotype. And I think that, unfortunately, a lot of straight people, that's all they have to go off of is... Is stereotypes. stereotypes, yeah. But, like I said, like, it's 2020, so if people were to to just look up information, it's not going to be stereotypes anymore. If they're, like... If you Googled, like, uh... So, so a very common question. Because uh, people assume that it's always going to be, like, a very femme woman and then a very butch woman. Yeah. Like, if you Googled, like... Uh, is it always a, like, feminine and masculine woman in a queer relationship? I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, no. No. Like, the first couple articles are going to come up, they're going to be like, no. And here's some examples. (laughs) Yeah, like, I just don't understand why people feel comfortable asking. It's mostly about, like, why do you feel comfortable asking a question that you wouldn't ask, like, your other buddy? Yeah. 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 No, it's true. Um, I mean, because on the flip side of that, I also don't want them going solely based off of their stereotype beliefs either. Like, I'd rather have an open conversation if they're curious about certain things. Mm-hmm. But I guess you have to build that rapport with somebody too, because most of these questions don't come from people that I've been friends with for a long time. These, yeah. are, these are people who we hardly know each other. Can we talk about the trans thing? Because I think that's a really good example of this. Yeah. Yeah. What about, yeah. Uh, but the, your experience. Oh, with my friend from college? No. What? The, the woman you work with asking what kind of hormones oh you were on. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, while driving around with one of my coworkers, um, I was having just a conversation about not sleeping very well the night before I uh, had had some nightmares and I woke up like just totally drenched in sweat Probably not an uncommon experience for most adults <laughs> in this day and age. Um, and her question, her line of questioning afterwards got weird. Um, 
she started asking, like, am I on any medications currently? And I was like, no, I occasionally will have, like, ibuprofen if I have, like, a pain somewhere or something. And uh, she was like, oh, not on any, like, hormones or anything like that? And I was like, no, I'm not on any hormones. And she was like, sorry, no, I, I just don't know. I'm just trying to be open-minded about the whole, like, if you're, like, in a transition or, or, or trying to, like, go through changes or something like that. And I asked her, I was like, do you think I'm a trans person? And she was like, oh, I don't know. Are you part of the queer queer community? And I was like, well, I'm a lesbian. Like, I'm a woman who likes dating women. <laughs> so there's just, like, that level of ignorance still to this day in certain areas where they just have no understanding of... But also, okay, but think about this. Say you were trans. How appropriate would it be to ask... Like, could you imagine asking someone what medications they were taking? <laughs> that is crazy. That's true. So there's this weird non-filter that people have when it comes to queer people. It's so strange. I think um I think because sexuality has been or like homosexual homosexuality has been so sexualized in media and and movies and whatever. I think I don't know. Some people might just assume that we are just okay with being like open about sexuality or sexualizing ourselves or I tell you what. Most people are not sitcom characters. <laughs> I know everybody wants a gay best friend, but uh You're exhausting. It is it is Oh, sorry. I was just Now I was just venting. Um it, but yeah, it does if uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, you said it, it's everyone wants a gay best friend, but no, I don't even think that's where I was going with it. No, you, I don't. you'll have to come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I think it's that because we've been so oversexualized um, in media that people just assume that we're sexual beings. But like, if I were to speak to myself um, personally, I'd say I'm pretty private about my personal life and pretty vanilla in most aspects too. So it's uncomfortable having sexualized conversations with people when I myself don't view myself as a sexual person. But some of it's not even about, uh, it's not even sexual. Like the, the thing about like if you were trans and she had asked what medication you were taking. I think, yeah. Yeah. that's That's completely asexual. Like there's nothing sexual about that so I think it's very strange that people feel like they could ask queer people whatever they want just really intrusive personal questions they just assume we're just gonna be like open and like honest to your face about everything it's not our job it's it's not here's some advice Mm. straight people (laughs) it's not your queer friend's job to educate you there's so many resources out there and if you have a friend who like just loves talking about stuff like that yeah that's chill but it's weird to, like, feel that comfortable asking anyone that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You gotta, you gotta build a little bit of a connection like, with your to, friends. To me, the, the strongest correlation I have is, like, this is, it's, it's essentially like going around and asking people, like, how much money do you make? How much money do you make? That's so weird. We would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what types of experiences have you had? What kind of questions have you been asked just all of the the same ones yeah Yeah. like uh yeah just all the same ones the ones that make you uncomfortable and i think it's ridiculous and i just think it's weird that why are we talking about this more why are people like 
hey, you know, it, it's weird that the, the straights feel so comfortable saying stuff like this. This is so weird. I think there's, like, um, an unspoken responsibility that comes with being a minority. Like, it's like the burden we have to carry, you know, appeasing other people's discomfort no. and curiosity. No. It is not. I think that's what we... That is firmly something that is not on our shoulders. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, live my life. Yeah. Like, I don't want to carry that torch. But I think straight people assume it's our our duty. Okay, but think about... Okay, but think about other minorities. Mm-hmm. Would you go to a person of color and be like... Tell me, what's your relation? I, I don't want to ask any questions. But. Yeah, I'm afraid of anything you're going to say. But essentially asking intrusive questions and you assume that because they're a racial minority that it's their job to educate us? No, it's our job to ed- educate ourselves about what's going on in the world. Especially because everybody's experience is going to be so different. You know, like I've dated a lot of different people and my experiences with each of those people have been very different. So it's like... Like, one of the popular questions, like, how do you guys have... At least make me uncomfortable. Like, how do you... I guess I'll just ask it. I'm an adult. Like, I've been asked before, how do you guys have sex? And my response to that, I've had to critique it to master it. But it's like, oh, well, do you and your partner have sex the same way every single time? And they kind of get bashful and they laugh and they go, well, no, of course not. And I'm like, okay, then. It's just... Yeah, well... I'm not going to... Do a play-by-play for your entertainment. It's none of your business. <laughs> I exclusively give play-by-plays. <laughs> uh, but people really want to know, and it's like, I, that's Again, not my job. Look, the internet is readily available. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if they're looking for very specific details, they could find that on the they internet. Can. Don't trust porn, though, because porn is typically made by straight women. <laughs> Or maybe like the actors are typically straight women. Oh, I was like, I was like, I don't know how many female directors the, are <laughs> in the porn industry. I thought that was a really weird hot take. That I thought you knew a fact that I did, but there, now I see what you're saying. Yeah, the women performing. There, there is this uh, genre of uh, women, women made porn for queer women. I haven't watched it, but I've always been interested because I think it might. That actually might be a little bit more true, <laughs> real life. Okay, now we're just getting into <laughs> things that you want. We're getting, we're getting off the rails here. All right, let's jump to the question joke quick. Okay. All right, Jennifer and Elise, how does it make you feel when people ask intrusive questions of you that they wouldn't ask a straight person? I, I'd say mostly annoyed. I just... Because I'm, I'm tired. Tired, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Because it's, it's weird. If... Feels? I'm gonna. I, I think I've officially figured it out though. Huh. Next time someone asks me like something like that, I'm gonna go. How much money do you make? <laughs> it's something that equally will make them feel uncomfortable. Uh huh. Or they might feel like you're propositioning them. Like, oh, I have to. Pay. Oh my god! Could you imagine? <laughs> They're like, so how do you guys like do it? I'm like, how much money do you make? Like, well, how much is it gonna cost? <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 we've gotten off the rails here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel tired. Uh, I feel like it's been a rehearsed answer because it's been years of the same lines of questions. I never even give an answer. No? I just usually am going to walk away. I'll be like... 
I've always That's tried super to... inappropriate. I mean, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's my own vanity, but I do try to use that opportunity to, to educate No, nah, I'm not bit. here for that. Uh, so I've always tried to curve my, my answers to make them actually just think a little bit. I don't give them specific answers that are in relation to me, but I try to always kind of retort with like a, well, you, you have a brain in your head. I'm nah. sure you can figure it out. See, you're a much more patient person than I. <laughs> I respect that in you, but... I'm not, I'm not, look, Google is so much faster. Yeah. I've asked you a million questions in the time we've been together, and most of the time you're always like, Look, your phone is in your hands. Why are you going to waste my time when you can easily find that answer for yourself? It's just dumb. And also, like, I shouldn't be people's, especially me, I feel Mm -hmm. like I should not, like, you make a little bit more sense. You've been, you've been gay for forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even, like explore that side of my sexuality till I was yeah. in my my early 20s you know that's I'm definitely no expert yeah I'm not an expert either I have to say that's probably one of my biggest privileges privileges in life you got it. <laughs> was I I had a very supportive family I did have the um, the opportunity to come out at a young age and I had a, a family that was very open-minded and supportive uh, and I think because of that I am a little bit more comfortable talking to people about things I think just because it's literally been since I came out um or went through puberty basically I've been out so I think I've had maybe some more time to I don't know so let's just try for for the next three times someone asks an intrusive question okay Mm -hmm. we're gonna respond with how much money do you make Okay. And then we'll come back if we, when, once we both, both field all three of those questions, we'll come back with the results. Okay. I think it's going to be very exciting. It'll be a fun little uh, social experiment. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. It'll be funny because you know what's going to happen is they're going to feel offended by ask, asking them that question. And then I'm going to feel bad about making them feel offended. No, Elise. And then, you're committing I'm not to the done. Bit. I'm not done. And then I'm going to realize that I should not feel bad for their feelings when they ask me first. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There we go. I was you getting brought it around. Yeah. I just don't want you to ever have to feel bad. I shouldn't have to feel bad for my own. <laughs> for you coming at me, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's jump to your... My topic? Your topic. Your topic's were fun, though. I like it. But it was also kind of something that we've talked about before in the past. And, of course, I prepared notes. The notes are killing me because you know there's going to be paper noises. I'll just set it down. I think I can read it while it's down on the table. I can't wait for you to be like, in the flur... Gosh, I can't read it. I'm going to need to pick it up. (laughs) Uh, So it's about karma. Okay. And uh, I guess I'll ask the first question. Do you believe in karma? No. What if I phrased it um, as fate or destiny? No. Resulting from one's previous actions? No. No? No. You know, because I... This is how I know karma isn't real. Mm -hmm. Because I could endlessly name people... Who are constantly doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. and never face repercussions. And and I know some people, especially our one of our number one fans, mm. Judy, mm-hmm. will say <laughs> that they'll eventually like catch up with catch them. up with them in in at least the afterlife. But really, that doesn't seem fair at all. You're gonna ruin people's lives your whole life. There's no karma there. 
I was reading about karma, and I think, like, a common uh, thought about it is that, you know, if this, then that. Like, there's, like, some sort of force that's supposed to balance out actions and reactions. But the way that they were explaining it in a couple different articles I was reading is it's more about the um, direct influence that we have on our on our future. So my mom, when I was growing up, she always taught me that, you know, we attract the things that we put out. So like the energy you put out into the world is the energy that you bring back to you. And I think that's kind of like a, a different way of describing karma in my brain is if you're doing actions, there's going to be a reaction to that. And it's not karma. Karma isn't done unto you. It's you create this karma uh, based off of your actions. Yeah, but okay, but I'm just trying to think of because uh, uh, the only point of reference I have is is us. You don't think that you and I? I think you and I every day we wake up and we and we actively choose mm-hmm. to do good, mm-hmm. and we are constantly making the decisions throughout the day. Yeah. And I think you know ninety nine percent of the time we're choosing good. Yeah. And I think bad comes our way, and bad comes to us pretty consistently. Yeah. So I don't know where the... Because, like, if I'm constantly putting out good energy and and very seldom receive it back, like, where is the fairness there? Is it... Is it if, if karma's a thing, it's, it's very uh, selective and not fair. <laughs> I think I also... I'm, I'm going to talk about me specifically because I know that your situation is different, but I think I... It gives me the opportunity to be grateful for the things that I do have in my life because even though there's, like, a lot of, like, things that frustrate me or annoy me or whatever, like, I also have a really good life. I have a really cool house. I've got a really cool partner. I'm satisfied with my income, things like that. So it's, like, I, I, I can see the balance in my life. But is that karma or hard work? All of those things you... That's exactly what karma is, though. I've worked for this stuff, so that's, like, my karma. That's the energy that I've brought back into my life. See, because to me, when you say karma, it brings... Uh like an element of mysticism or or spirituality yeah i think i kind of want to break that i, I don't think that because karma was originally a, a sanskrit um word that is practiced by is it buddhists and hindu hinduism married. and buddhism yeah and they don't necessarily uh believe in like the, the magic of stuff but more about the the relationship we have in our in our life and our uh, in our surroundings, the impact that we have on others, the impact that others have on us. Um, so it'd be good to take the mysticism out of it. I want to separate it from, like, faith. You know, it's not really faith-based. It's more, like, action-reaction. Okay, but then, I don't know. I, then I, I wouldn't call it karma. I don't understand. What makes it karma at that point if you're taking away the mysticism and the... Because at that point, you're just talking about working hard and... And earning things that you want. That's not karma. It's putting energy into something and then getting a return on your output. That's how I see karma is an immediate, like not necessarily immediate, but like a a tangible reaction from, from my actions. sounds like working on it. I just don't understand how that's karma. 
I don't know how else to explain it. I've already said everything that I want to say about the definition of the word. Because this is... I think it's it's called many different things. You can say karma. You can say... Um, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. How about this then? Mm. Let's talk about the reverse of it. Okay. So what about the people, say in professional uh, environments, right? Mm-hmm. They just do nothing. They skate on by mm-hmm. doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But then get promotions and uh, pay incentives, and they get the, all the same things you and I do, right? Mm-hmm. They have a beautiful home. Probably this 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 person this person has a better home than we do, right? Mm-hmm. They live in a better area. They they're more financially secure, but they don't do anything. You and I go to work and do our best every day, right? Right. Where is the karma there? Mm. Maybe just like, I'm I'm speculating. This isn't going to be true for everybody, but just the, those individuals are just riddled with inner self loving and. Can I? Because I just had this conversation with my mom. Yeah. We talked about how her and I we we torture ourselves. Like I, it, like we we do our best to do right by the people we love and care about. Mm-hmm. And then even when we do our best, there still might be hurt feelings involved and, and we'll torture ourselves over that, right? Yeah. We lose sleep. We lose, like, we're stressed all the time. I know people who... Sleep absolutely fine. Uh, sleep absolutely fine. There's, so, there's a specific person in my mind, this person that I'm describing, I'm sp- there's a specific person in my mind mm-hmm. who... Makes way more money, doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. great house, great area, um, but sleeps fine at night. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I could probably think of a couple of people like that too. They have like really terrible relationships with their kids though. I think maybe that's their karma. <laughs> that's Mine doesn't. No? There's nothing going wrong in this person's life. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Insecure. The, the only thing I can think of is this person's uh, insecure, but I think we're all a little insecure, right? It would be sociopaths if we weren't. Yeah. So the one thing this person's got going for them is they're not a sociopath. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know. I guess it wasn't really a, a bunk or debunk type of conversation, but... I think I just wanted to break down some of the... And I, and I like your idea of karma. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. But to me, it's just... I just don't see it in life. Like, because to, to me, yeah. your version of karma should still be fair. Yeah. Right? Or else it's just nothing. Like, for it to be something, it has to have, like, rules across the board. It should be fair, right? Right. So you work hard, you get rewards. That's your version of karma, right? Yeah. Or you you attract the energy you put out into the world. That That's, like, the, the bigger meaning for me. Because then it really makes me pay attention to my mindset and, and my thought patterns. Because uh, it's really easy to spiral into a lot of negative uh, thought patterns. So I was, I'm working on trying to correct that and, and put out good thoughts and good energy so that 
good, like I'm putting in quotations, but good things come back to me. But really, it's I start to see things in a better light, and it takes a lot of stress off of off of me and my mind. I actually think we have this in common, but I think we're looking at it from two different ends of the spectrum. I actually <laughs> can I have you just yell at the cat for something yeah. for a real quick second. Perfect. We'll see how long that lasts. All right. So, essentially, the same reason you believe in karma, it makes you feel better, keeps you from spiraling, Mm -hmm. is the reason I don't. Because if I believe there's this rule, this, that, that, you know, you get back the energy that you put into the world, I'd be way more sad than I already am. And I'm pretty damn sad all the time. Yeah. Because if I, if I, because if I believe that bad people were just bypassing this rule and I'm freaking working my butt off every day to, to try to put good energy into the world Mm -hmm. and not getting the same kinds of rewards as bad people, I'd be freaking bummed out. Yeah, that's true too. And that's why I firmly say no karma. Don't believe in it. <laughs> don't believe. Don't wanna. Don't wanna. Yeah, I guess when you put it like that, it's like, why would I? Because it's not gonna. It, it, and I and I'm all for you, uh, believing in your version of karma, mm-hmm. right? And I think if that's if, if it helps you to be more positive and put good good energy into the world, more power to it. So then I gotta ask. Because you, you are a good person. You make good choices every day. You have a strong moral compass. But you were saying that you don't believe in karma. And you know you know that bad people skate by without repercussions for their, their, their role in life. Mm-hmm. What is keeping you from becoming one of those people? Because I like putting... I, I genuinely enjoy putting good into the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Making people laugh is my number one favorite thing in the entire world. Like, I... I love bringing people joy like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue doing that because it it feels good. And just because I... And that's why I think I don't like believing in karma because I, I like doing that and I don't want to, to be like, you know, I put all this good... Like, I don't want to feel down about it. Like, mm-hmm. I just like doing it because I like doing it. Putting yeah. good out there. If I was like, how come I'm not getting my just rewards here? Yeah. I, I think it would it would take a lot of that joy away from me. Yeah. I could see that. You look like you're having thoughts. What are you thinking? Well, I was just thinking that's kind of how I feel about uh, I mean, karma, really. is You're choosing to do it because it feels good, and there's almost like a reciprocity in making people laugh or... You know, knowing that you're choosing to do the right thing. I mean, that's kind of like an action-reaction, right? Are you, are you very, are you this firm about making me believe in karma? <laughs> no, it's just I'm making sure I understand you correctly. Because the, the laughter is one example, right? right? And there is some, some reciprocity there. Like, I do love that. Mm. But I'll still work hard every day, even though I know it's not going to do anything for me. Right, in comparison to some other people. Yeah. So, I... I, I that's where I, I think we lose each other. Yeah. It does... I, I know what you mean, though, because it would be easy for me to do the bare minimum at work, but I don't feel good about myself when I come home and I know I, I could have done better. Yeah. So, I get that. 
I get that. But don't forget that there's people who will do nothing and go home and feel, feel fine, fine about, about themselves. It. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, there's a disconnect there. There is. Mm. Eh, that's all I got on that. Any thoughts? Uh, Any input from the audience? Because I think I think it's a really interesting topic, and I've had this conversation a lot with people. Well, because like I said, I think it's a similar um, idea with many names. Because I think you know, I think of people with uh, religion, and I think this can be substituted for them with faith or um, I don't know, morals or whatever. It's just I think the ultimate similarity between all of them is do you feel satisfied with the choices that you make are there things that you can do better do you expect any kind of return on making the right choices I think expectations is probably a slippery slope you shouldn't expect but when you do you're always like oh maybe this is just it's my turn you know maybe it's because of previous choices I've made that this is finally happening both good or bad however However the experience goes. Yeah, see that, I don't know, I'm telling you, that's where it could get so dark. Because I, because you, cause the way you phrased it was, maybe this is happening because of what I've done. Of something that I did, yeah. So, let's think, I'm not going to be specific, but I, I'm going to think the worst thing that's happened in my life. I can't go, this has happened because of the decisions I've made previously? Correct. And I should probably... Put into perspective the fact that, like, as somebody that deals with anxiety, I think that's kind of how anxiety sounds in our head is we're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? So it's like, I think that's how I process a lot of my information is I must deserve this because of XYZ. But that's not necessarily a healthy thought process. No. I think that's just anxiety. Maybe in my we need brain. to break your uh, belief in karma. <laughs> it sounds like it might be a bad. I think I'm trying to reframe karma in a way that's not detrimental not to my detrimental mental health. Not detrimental to your yeah. mental health. Yeah. Alright. We don't we, we don't always get to see when people's karma, bad karma comes back. BBN on BBN people? I wonder what that is. Can you expand on BBN? <laughs> uh, it's really cool when we do get to see it, though. Yeah, it is. The older I get, the more I see people's bad karma catch up to them. Oh, it's a typo. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's videos that make money on instant karma. It's kind of fun to watch that happen. But I think of... So when I think of, like, people who I think have skated by their whole lives, like, mm-hmm. let's think of, like, a... High profile people like uh, what is his name? Uh, Mel Gibson. No, what? <laughs> that, was a, that is a weird uh, example. No, uh, the guy who is basically um, sexually assaulting young girls forever. Uh, what is it? Epstein. Epstein, oh, right? Jeff Epstein. Yes. Yeah. So that guy puts so much evil into the world. Yeah. And we're saying his karma was that he killed himself? Allegedly? That's, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, to me, because I, I, when I think of it, it, karma in a perfect world would be perfectly weighted, right? Mm-hmm. That just doesn't feel evenly weighted. Right, because there was no... There's no retribution. I think it's because we believe that he deserves suffering. You know, and there's no suffering in a quick death. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of people in our history who I think put so much evil into the world and, and the 
end of that is I'm just dying? Like, to, I don't know. We all die. It's true. It doesn't seem waiting. There's nothing special about dying. If it happens to everyone. Yeah. You're not even <laughs> special for dying. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a good point. We don't always see it. We don't know their inner tortures. We don't know their inner turmoils. But at the same time, for how public that situation was, I feel like their equal retribution should be also public. <laughs> yeah. See, that's a world that I, we're never going to get. Mm-mm. But it's, and I, I, ideologically, I really like the idea of karma. I just wish. It was more I, fair? No, I wish that what I've seen matched up to that. Like, I just don't see, I, I don't see, like, what people think of karma in the world. Yeah. Maybe I'm just hanging around the wrong people. Could be. I gotta start seeing people who are paying for their their mistakes. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's karma. Yeah, now I get it. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. And then on the other end of the spectrum, sorry, because I, I, I have a lot of, because I think, because I, I, again, I like I said, I've had this conversation a lot with a lot of different people. I think about like young my my mom had a a, a basketball player like mm-hmm. sixteen I think hadn't even turned sixteen years old, the nicest person I've I'm pretty sure most people have ever met, mm-hmm. the sweetest girl, just good. She was good all around. She's under sixteen years old, so doesn't have many times to have made horrible evil decisions, but died of cancer. Like where is the karma there? Like. I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, yeah, because I, I don't think we should assume that karma is, um, like, all-embracing. You know what I mean? Like, maybe karma only applies sometimes under certain factors or certain circumstances. Like, because, I mean, clearly, for those who have things happen to them that they don't deserve or vice versa, don't have things happen to them that they probably do should. Yeah. Um, Maybe those can be in those situations where, for whatever reason, karma isn't being tapped into. I don't know. Like, if we're... I don't know how to explain my thought, but I'm, I'm envisioning, like, if karma was the ocean and we were all the fish in the sea, like, it's not touching every single one of us. Well, if we were... If, if karma was the ocean, we'd all be touched by the ocean. No, that's what I'm saying. So maybe karma isn't like the ocean. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were saying it was like, oh, this is the worst metaphor you've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) If it, yeah. But maybe it just doesn't touch everyone. Um, And when it does touch people, it can be good or bad. But it's based off of our own behaviors, thoughts, actions. Maybe. Maybe. Like ships passing in the night. But, so this is where I want to wrap up our thoughts on it. Mm. I think any belief system that doesn't hurt anyone, but helps you get through your day and makes you a better person, I think you should grasp onto it and hang onto it forever. Right? Right. No matter what the belief system is, as long as it's not hurting anyone... And it makes you a better person. You should grasp onto it. So I'm going to continue not believing in karma. Because I think believing it would be more of a detriment than a positive. Right. 
Whereas, but I'm, I think you, right. who I think it does help you, mm-hmm. I think a hundred percent continue grasping on firmly. Mm-hmm. All right, let's check with the. I think about that a lot, actually. You want to read it out loud? Because yeah. <laughs> the comment is, I wonder if sometimes we are the instrument in another person's karma. I think about that a lot because, ooh, I wish I had those powers. There's a lot of uh, times where my coworkers have consistently been not doing their job when they're supposed to be doing their job and then come in for overtime to get the job done that they should have finished when they were on their normal shift. And now they're getting paid time and a half to do things that they should have already had done. And I want so badly to be the instrument in their karma and bring to light the fact that when they're on their normal shifts, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing and put an end to this getting paid time and a half to do your job. To do your job. Like I, I want to be the instrument in that karma, but at the same time, my inner voice is like, that's not the kind of energy I want to put out in the world yeah. because then I think that I will be under the magnifying glass and anytime I slip up and I make a mistake, yeah, it's going to be at the forefront of everybody's... So you just got to hope that, especially with your view of it, like eventually that catches up to Eventually people. I think it will catch up to them. But yeah, I think about that a lot because I always, I always want to be the instrument, but I, I have to talk myself off that well, ledge. You got to remember because you can't, you can't choose to be an instrument. An instrument is a tool. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm a tool. No, but because like, that would be, you wouldn't be an instrument in that in that case. That's true. You're an active. Then your karma, because mm-hmm. you're actively making those decisions. Yeah. So you fall into being an instrument. That's true. I I work actively on being a uh, an observer, but man, I have opinions. Oh, we all do. <laughs> we all do, girl. <laughs> All right, I think we're going to wrap up the show. Um, we just put out a new video where we went to Knott's Berry Farm, and it was very dumb and hot. So if you want to check that out, that's on YouTube. Uh, new sh- episodes of the podcast every Wednesday at 8 o'clock live here on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next hour, streaming on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Uh, yeah. Yep, so we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for when joining. I say next time, I mean next week. Next week it is. All right. Uh, bye. Uh, bye.